Hello everyone and welcome to the etheric update. I'm Dr. Katherine Craig, your intuitive guide and teacher here in learning, growing with you here in the etheric community. As you all know, if you've been listening in, my mission here on planet earth is to help you connect to your divine self, your sacred soul, and your infinite spirit through grace, presence, and love. Today, is our eighth episode of the etheric update for January 2023. And I am so excited to be starting the new year off with you. And the themes that have emerged this month are going to absolutely delight some of you and then really trigger some of you. So I'm excited for this conversation. It's a perfect January mix. And if you listened into December, you know that December led us to a year end after a few, frankly, wild years of transformative opportunities, and it set a stage for grounding, stability, and presence to make 2023 the best year yet. Because as you know, for those of you listening, it's all what we make it. It's all how we show up for ourselves. For those of you who are new listening in, how this works is each month I work with my team of guides who have been with me my whole entire life to reach forward, around, and through the time-space continuum to bring you some insights for the month ahead. As they are delivered to me, I then lovingly gestate these themes and deliver them to you here in a way that will enable you to enact and enliven these themes in your life. That is if the material is resonating with you. And this is always, this is one of my big things. You are always, always, always in choice. There's no one right answer. This information is just a way for you to engage with yourself, your soul, your spirit, or your body in new ways that may, just may, open up your life to new possibilities. So just listen in, feel into what's being delivered, and then you can use your powerful mind and body to decide and discern what feels right and best for you and your life and situation. So as 2023 says goodbye, December left us with so many gifts to ground and stabilize ourselves as we move into a new year of transformation. Now, some of you may be sick of transformation by now, but I have a newsflash for you. It doesn't stop. It, Even for those of you who say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, I am telling you the transformation never stops, whether we want it to or not. So it's all how you're showing up for yourself. Now, 2023 will not, I repeat, and I know some of you don't want to hear this, will not be a calm year. It is going to ask a lot of you. It's not going to be wild and frenetic like 2020, 2021 was, but it's going to ask a lot of you in terms of repairing, reconciling, and allowing revelation to come through your hearts and minds. Been in a very polarizing energy and we're being asked to leave that aside, to reconcile that with ourselves, with our neighbors, with our loved ones, and come together. So as you know, December was a preparatory month. We worked on really pulling in our energy 
to resource ourselves, to resource our bodies. It's something I did. You know, a lot of you knew November, November knocked me out. I got a bad uh, respiratory infection. And frankly, after the year I had, I'm surprised it didn't do worse. But um, December was a beautiful time to hold steady, to resource, and really honor ourselves and our bodies and this year and this culmination and coming together. We moved in the energy of Wu Wei, and this is one of, again, if you knew me from my previous life in acupuncture, this is something I talked all the time about, Wu Wei or doing by not doing, allowing ourselves to transform through stability, through inaction. We invited a move away from polarity and allowing trust and faith to grow with others in our life through cosmic delegation or allowing others to do what they need to do, allowing our trust and faith to grow in others around us, understanding the cosmic force that lives here on earth, that we've lost the meaning of that word. Cosmic is really about the order of the universe and an orderly function. So when we talk about delegation, this orderly function of trusting and having faith in others, we invited in the radical acceptance of the present as a necessary and beautiful aspect of allowing glory to live in the moments. And we offer without depending on the weight of the past or outcomes of the future. It is an invitation to see how gloriously you can move in your life with the allowance of God, grace, and abundance of all that surrounds you. So that was December, beautiful December. And now as we move into January, again, thrilled as usual when I began this process to bring into healing what the etheric community, what you all here listening are working with right now. And we start off with what I would say is a rather violent expression. It's something where we use the concept of fighting fire with fire. They use this word in order to highlight how many of us have been living in a, even if it doesn't feel like it, a warrior energy, a violent energy, a polar energy of fighting. And so the expression we're starting out with for our first theme is killing the gatekeepers. Now, some of you who may be in the conspiracy world or conspirituality world know what a gatekeeper is and know what I'm talking about, but we'll get there if you don't. If you don't understand what a gatekeeper is, we're going to get there. So for those of you who may be new to listening, again, this is not an actual killing scenario, not something we're moving into violent energy, but we look to the origin of the word to kill, to quell, to deny life, to put to death. And we think about death, at least in my belief system, once we die, it is the body that dies, it's our incarnated self, our spirit lives on. So it's the end of one incarnation, the beginning of a new incarnation. So when we're speaking of killing or murdering in the sense of our conscious development, of our spiritual development, this means we're asking to end old ways of being that no longer serve our highest self, the development of that timeline. We are being asked to end our relationship with these gatekeepers. Now, gatekeepers can be actual people or structures that we encounter in the reality of our daily life. And it is also a way that we are looking at our conscious expression. Again, they can be very real people, systems or places. 
or they can be blocks or stagnancies in our psychic development. A gatekeeper is someone who shows you almost all the truth and stops short. You can see examples of this in media, social or political structures. It is those that don't necessarily lie or deceive, but withhold and withhold from an agenda of control, ignorance, attachment of unconscious behaviors, attachment to outcome. The gatekeeper, especially in the case of your own self-development, is often the unconscious or subconscious parts of ourself, parts of our ignorance, parts of our wounding that we work to bring to the light or grace of love and abundance. So when we speak of killing the gatekeepers, we speak of allowing yourself to engender wonder, faith, and love for yourself and for those in the world around us. It's an allowance, not a pressure. When we look at the larger social structures, you can see example of gatekeepers all over the place in the media, political system, self-care and wellness industries. Let's not forget what we're talking and begin to see the vested interest of these gatekeepers have in withholding information, in withholding resources. So the question to ask yourself, if you feel you're grappling with gatekeeping, if you feel like there's a part of yourself that's holding yourself back, or if as you engage out in the world in a more conscious and loving way, what's missing from the story? What's missing from this conversation? I'm seeing a certain story or program being displayed. What is not being told? I always, whenever I read the newspaper or listen to a radio show or, or news, so okay, that's lovely. What's not being told here? What's missing? And this is not to make you paranoid. It's a way that you can question the dialectic, question yourself, question your way of being in a fairly safe and understanding way where you cultivate compassion for yourself in this process. Questions to ask yourself again, if you're grappling with gatekeeping, what is the vibratory accord that I'm feeling? And for those of you who I'm working with personally or within group, this is something we very much work on in terms of our own intuitive sense and self. Our bodies are very much an indicator, a, a dowsing mechanism for what we're feeling out in the world. And some is informed by trauma past experience and some is formed by our intuition and learning to discern between the two. So as you go through these gatekeeping moments, what is the vibratory accord that I'm feeling? Is it one of fear? Is it one of panic? Is it grief? Or is it one of love, acceptance, and abundance? Another question, if I want to engender X, Y, or Z in my life, what would need to change? This is especially gatekeeping of the self. If I want to engender, if I want my relationship to shift, if I want to show up more present for my child, if I want to uh, move forward in my career, what aspects of myself or what aspects of the world around me would need to change? Is it something that I can change or is it something that a social structure, political structure would need to shift? Again, do I have to change or can I engender change in this relationship? When we begin to recognize gatekeepers in ourself and the world around us, 
it's not um, in order to be right or feed the ego. It's to help us navigate our path, what our path is forward. So that now we can recognize there's a gate there. Okay. Can I engage with the gate? If not, I've got to reroute. I have to understand where my new venture is taking me. I've hit a roadblock, but I continue to see my path forward. How am I going to reroute? Where's the, where's my internal GPS going to take me? It helps us gather the information we need in order to journey forward. We also recognize that there can be positive energy around gatekeeping. If you are dealing with trauma in your inner world, allowing the gatekeeper of yourself the gatekeeper of your autonomy, the gatekeeper of your body to hold you steady. This can be a gift. I see this often with people. You might feel triggered. This is where the triggering comes in. If you see a family member or loved one who engages deeply with gatekeeper energy, because you're recognizing, you know, you're wanting for them, you're desiring for them to have um, a different viewpoint, a different lifestyle, but honoring where they're at is especially important. So again, if you're seeing a family member or a loved one who's especially gauging with gatekeeper, with media personalities, with larger dialectic, with larger political or social structures, let them engage. It's part of their path. It's part of their karmic path. It's a way of actually keeping themselves safe. People will let go. People will kill the gatekeeper only when and if they are ready, yourself included. You cannot kill a gatekeeper for someone else. But the more we as a collective conscious move towards unity energy, kill that polarity, kill the violent energy, fire with fire, the less opportunity for the gatekeeper's existence. Killing the gatekeeper that no longer serves allows us to recognize how we gatekeep ourselves in polarity energy because we're all engaging with it. We're not at a point in our evolution, no matter how enlightened you are, that you are immune from this process and this energy. Um, so the healing. It's simple. Allow yourself to move. Allow yourself to see new possibilities. Allow yourself to see new systems of truth. And most importantly, move away from the polarity and violence energy. Again, engage with it for as long as you're called to. But when it starts to break you down, your own body, your family system, the world, um, not the world, but your own social ecosystem around you, when you feel that that is being damaged by the polarity energy that may have served you the past couple years, it's time to put, put that down and allow yourself to move with love in the world around me, around you, me, you, me, we're all the same, right? The mantra for killing the gatekeeper. It's not what we think. So the mantra is if you want to engender again, um, if you're not doing deep inner work, the mantra is the easiest way to start to invite this energy into your life. The mantra, I move with love in the world around me, or as an alternate, I move towards new beginnings in truth. And when we talk about truth in this context, the truth of love, the truth of unity, the truth of oneness, the truth that we are the same as our brothers and sisters living around us. We are not different. We're all divine children of God. 
And that's what's being asked of us, that recognition of the divinity in one another. So I move with love in the world around me. I move towards new beginnings in truth. And I, again, I was, it's so funny with this process. Sometimes when I'm working with the guys, it's like weeks and arduous. And I'm like, what, like what's coming through? And it always just kind of comes through. And these, it was like the beginning of December, click, 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 click into place. So after we kill the gatekeeper, our second theme is demystifying the mystic. Like we don't want to demystify the world's a magical and amazing place. What, what is the meaning behind this? So as we let the energy of the gatekeepers die, deconstruct, that energy is fertilizing a new way of being. And we allow the mystic to become a part of our daily lives. And again, when this theme came through, it's not what we were moving the sense of wonder or magic from what life itself is, what this incarnation is. It is that we are removing the gate that keeps us from touching the mystic in our daily lives. Let me just say that again. We are removing the gate that keeps us from touching the mystic in our daily lives. This is the beauty of life, the magic, the mystic, the thinning of the veil that separates our, what we call reality or real life, from that of the other realms. It is offering you the opportunity to realize how close to grasping the grace gifted to you by God and allowing it to drive our daily lives. It is there waiting for you. It's just waiting for you. The heavens are there waiting for you, full of angels, full of spirits, full of God every day and asking you to reach up and engage with it. We have had so much of our lives shut down by lower vibratory accords that engender the programming of fear, disillusion, and lack of faith in your bodily incarnated self. We are told by those in authority. And we use these terms very vaguely. We're being told by those in authority who gave them the authority that our minds, our bodies, ourselves are disposable, that they're not worthy. We're told God doesn't exist, that it's ridiculous to talk to angels, that it's only our imagination that sees our past relatives, ghosts, or transpersonal evil, frankly. We live in a world that is ripe for deeper cosmic mystical relationships. The mystic is in the order of the universe. So this is our invitation to build these relationships. And they're just that relationships. We often see in the New Age spiritual or wellness community stories of spontaneous awakings and guides flying down from the ether to deliver secret messages. And this is reductive. It, it can happen certainly, but it's not useful for most people. It's a way, you know, I've shared my story with so many of you and it's a way so many teachers will share their story, but there's, there's so much, uh, there's so much more to it. And there's also not that much more to it. <laughs> you know, it's like any relationship, our relationship with God, with guides, with angels is just that. It's a relationship. It's something that we build. It's something that we work on. It's something that we practice. And it's something that I myself and people I know, mentors and teachers of mine, take very, very seriously as a practice. And that's not to mean it's inaccessible. 
it's accessible is exactly what I'm sharing, that it's a practice. It's something that you connect to, you build, and you practice day in and day out. If that's your desire, it certainly doesn't need to be. It can be so simple as we'll get to. So as many of you know, I have Christian, you know, my faith is, uh, and background is in the Christian faith. So, so I'll just share this example. You know, when we look to the Bible and again, if you're of another faith, you can look to whatever religious spiritual text, and I'm sure you will encounter similar stories and similar elements and aspects of faith and our human encounter with the divine deities, angels, spirits. So we look to the Bible and while there's these miraculous encounters, you know, through the angelic realm, these encounters were with humans. They were relationships and they were accessible. And we've lost that. That of our human free will, that of our human incarnated body with these entities that are not incarnated or made into flesh. We talked a few months ago about how our incarnation, we look really close at that word and the word that we use it and what it means. That's why I'm always using the word incarnation, that, that it is our spirit made flesh. Our spirit never dies. Our soul can shift. Our soul can change. Our spirit never dies. But there are different aspects through our evolution or through our incarnations where we are made into flesh or we are operating outside of the flesh. So when we look to the realms that are not incarnated on earth, we have to do so with our free will. That is our gift and our curse from God. For those of you familiar with creation stories, that we have to do so with our free will, our discernment through guidance with God. We have the ability to build relationships with those ancestors who have passed, those ascended masters who teach, such as Jesus, Mother Mary, Buddha, the angels, the archangels, Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, angels who are alive in your cultural traditions, the gods and goddesses, Shiva Lakshmi, all cultures and traditions have this available to them and that the source God, the universal love and unity that enlivens us all. It is the building of relationship that engenders when and if we are ready. It is a practice that we build up. It is an invitation that is available to anyone. It is also with caution. You've all heard the phrase uh, as above, so below. So just as there are wounded souls here on earth, there are those in the un, we'll call it unincarnated realm that are wounded as well. You know, in Chinese medicine, we would often refer to hungry ghosts or energies that perhaps passed in an untimely manner that were still working to resolve part of their karmic path, even though they were no longer in their bodies. So when we tune in, if we're, I don't, I, if you're grasping at that realm, I would encourage you to ground and not grasp. But if you are beginning to open and the veil is becoming thinner for you, we tune in with God as our guide, the ultimate guide, that source energy of loving oneness. If you let it pour through you, you'll feel it. 
And if you need help with that process, reach out to me. We can, we can assist you with that. But that is the ultimate guide. We don't want to tune into the wrong channel. And even in the course of my development, there were times where I tuned into the wrong channel. And it's, it's good if, if you're working with someone and you're in the process of that, it's really good to know when you're tuned into the wrong channel or tuned into aspects of um, the realm where you don't, you don't have any business. You know, we don't need to be in everybody's business about everything. So always working with God as our ultimate guide, the primary, primo, first and foremost guide. Everybody else is not God. There may be an agenda there. So that's always, again, we work in relationship just as you would any relationship. So this is a lecture I give to a lot of people. Guides are also just that. They can often, in my case, this is, again, where we built the relationship. They offer a higher perspective from what I'm often able to see just with my earthly eyes here. It does not, and I need to encourage, it does not, however, replace your free will or responsibility. It is, in fact, asks more of you in that regard to be stronger in boundaries, to be stronger in love, and to be stronger in grace and presence. I just want to reaffirm that. It does not replace your free will or responsibility it asks more of you to be stronger in boundaries, to be stronger in love, and to be stronger in grace and presence. We grow closer to the mystic through surrender by really embodying ourselves as a divine revelation. However, an imperfect, a flawed, and truly whole aspect of God. It is through imperfection and surrender we find ourselves as that reflection of grace that we are. It is accessible in this incarnation, the specific moment in multi-dimensional presence. So the healing, as we move towards realizing we have all the answers through our practice of love to ourselves, our practice of love to our neighbors, and our practice of love to God, this is all that matters, that we cease war, that we cease to fight, that we cease to think lowly or poorly of ourselves and others, that we have unconditional positive regard, and we practice that day in and day out, despite our limitations. It is the practice of seeing grace reflected in the world around us and moving into imperfect and flawless alignment. So a mantra that you can use to honor demystifying the mystic. I am one with God or I am a child of God in perfect incarnation. And in saying that perfect incarnation, we're allowing all of our imperfections, all of our suffering, all of our sins to live with us and around us in forgiveness and presence, and reconciliation, and revelation. I am one with God. I am a child of God in perfect incarnation. Now our last theme for the month. This one's going to be short and sweet because it's simple, simple, simple. And it's the elegance of simplicity. 
And this theme has continued, if you've been listening for a little while, this theme's continued to come up in various shapes and forms in our conversations together. And I'm confident it will continue because this is what, when I tune into my work and what I am offering and bringing to the world, this is something that's very important to me. And in the work that I do, we are being asked to recognize how simple, beautiful, and abundant life could be. We killed the gatekeepers, we build our relationships in love and devotion, and we just let ourselves be. It's often from our guilt, our shame, our fear, that we busy ourselves and abandon ourselves as children of God that we are. Now is the time to be present, to be responsible for practice, to be responsible for engendering love and abundance in your life. That is a responsibility. It's a responsibility to engender love and abundance and joy and pleasure and desire in your life. And allow yourself to move forward in grace. This may mean you grieve, but you let yourself grieve for as long as necessary. Anytime there is death, even a necessary death of parts of our parts of yourself of ourself of our society it's when we come out of the grief that we must rest in simplicity and a cultivation of love it is a simple but it is a practice to love god to love yourself and i'll say it again to love yourself as a child a reflection of god and to love your neighbor at the same time. To forgive, to grieve, and to love. That is the practice. That is the elegant simplicity of all the suffering that we encounter and transform. To forgive, to grieve, and to love. I have more to say about this, but we'll save that for another episode. Find myself pausing and thinking and reflecting on a, especially on a, um, a certain circumstance, but we'll keep it, we'll keep it simple for today. And I would say in terms of forgiveness, this is, so I'm going to go there anyway, in terms of forgiveness, if you are unable to forgive or unable to reconcile Allow yourself that grace as well. Allow yourself to not forgive and in the process forgiving yourself for that and allowing the grief to move through you and allowing the love to grow despite that. We're all worthy of that. So the healing in this, be easy on yourself. Don't work too hard. It's something I'm guilty of. Apologize when you need to. Love when you need to. Let your life be simple and quiet. When we grasp towards busyness, we are distracting from letting ourself just be. We can look to astrology, we can look to religious teachings, philosophic teachings, social order, cultivation and justification, 
And it's so important to learn these things and flex our logical, mental muscles around them to gain understanding and proficiency in all of those areas. But what's being asked of us right now to let yourself be beautifully human, flaws and all, love your neighbors to the best of your abilities, and let yourself be in divine union with God. And the mantra with this is we can use the universal mantra OM or Amen, whatever allows that vibration OM to move through your system. Or what I like even more is just connecting to your breath and allowing the simplicity of your breath to enliven you and to see just how special you are, how divine you are, how mystical you are, how simple you are in the love that you bring to the world. So with that, I look forward to spending the rest of the year with you That was January, killing the gatekeepers, demystifying the mystic, and resting in our elegant simplicity, our love. That's it. As you begin to follow along the etheric update, so if you haven't already, hit subscribe. I'd love to continue these conversations with you. We build and grow this energy with each other as a community. It is our growth, our power, our knowing only becomes amplified. And this is the beauty of healing work is it ripples out in the most incredible ways that are really unimaginable. So with that, I offer you a big thanks for listening today. If you are interested in learning more, you can like, subscribe, leave a review or question for this podcast. We're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, and to stay up to date on workshops, events, programs, the blessed, uh, the best platform for that is my Instagram at Catherine Craig Etheric. You can also join our email list. You can go to theetheric.com, join our email list. We've got a really lovely free gift for you on Empower Your Intuition. It's a mini course. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely check that out. If our discussion moved or resonated with you, don't forget to share it with a friend and let's help everyone find their way to a mindful, conscious, and loving life. I can't thank you enough. I really can't thank you enough for being here, for being in union today, and I wish you a beautiful, fruitful, and loving year ahead. With so much love for you and your process, I am signing off today, Dr. Catherine Craig from the Etheric Update, January 2023. Big love.